That's a very poor time for me to unmute your microphone, Chris. It's <laughs> a great noise. I captured it well. My name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford making the babbly noises, a.k.a. the objective geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. This is Avatar The Last Podcasters. And today we are wrapping up our two-part episode where we rank every episode of the Legend of Korra series. Not with new numbers, just with our existing ratings. Just going through our ranks. And previous episode, we did 50 through 26. There's 52 total episodes, but two of them are two-parters. So we did 50 through 26. Today, we're going to do 25 through 1. But before we start, Chris, how you doing, buddy? What's up? I was laughing. I just got a, a, a DM from a friend from Payless. He sent me a picture of uh, a shared link of the uh, announcement of Avatar coming out and the new Avatar movie coming out in, in 2025. He said, do you have any insights on this? As if I am like... Chris, did we know. just get our first... Did we just get our first guest call in that wasn't planned? That's what we should pretend. Like, go ahead, guest number one, what's your question? And you just read a text. Guest number one, saying. you're on with Avatar The Last Podcasters. Flemio Hotman. And then you just have to read the text, though, unfortunately. We don't have, like, a live line. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a timely text, though. Welcome to part two. Chris, if you're watching this exactly today, you're probably not, but other people might be. Today is my birthday, and I am very excited to announce that for my birthday, I do what I do every year, which is shop for myself on Black Friday. It's a very exciting time of year. I like buying stuff for myself. I know you're in the same boat. <laughs> Um, I, I love Black Friday ads, and so I'm, I'm certain that most of the coming week will be spent wasted scrolling through them on the internet, and that is exactly what I want for my birthday. So, very exciting stuff. Nice. Happy birthday, Sean. Thank you. I survived 2022, mostly. Hopefully. Theoretically, it's still in the future right now as we're talking, but Chris, how about you? What are you up to this week? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Awesome. Well, that's fine, because we got 25 episodes to talk about, and coincidentally, they're the good ones, relatively speaking. They're the so, best 25. The best the 25 course. by process of elimination. And right, you do have to watch till the end of this episode to get the best one. The best one? Yes. No spoilers. Okay. Rank number 25 is book three, episode two. It's called Rebirth. We rated it 8.45. For those just listening, the look on Chris's face was one of consternation. <laughs> and then he yawned. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this one, for some reason, that, that title did, didn't ring any bells for me. Um, I can tell. <laughs> but... Oh, you know what I loved about this episode was seeing Zaheer. Um, that he helped break out. Yeah, he starts recruiting his team, so that was really cool. Uh, and then there was some. Oh wait, is this episode half? No, that's that's book one. Um, not book one, chapter one. Anyway, love the episode. I forget specifics about it though. Because it blends up a lot with the episode one. Season three will probably always be a problem in distinguishing, but I mean that in this case, in, in a good sense. Sorry, book three. will will probably run together more than the others in a good way. Yeah. Number 23, Chris, we jumped an episode. That's because there's a tie. Coincidentally, we also Another have tie. our first two-parter episode. It's book two, episodes three and four. It's called Civil Wars, and we rated oh, it cumulatively 8.59. What did I love about this episode? It's interesting. Um, what did you love about this episode? Oh, you know what I really loved about this episode? The Oh, we were really close on this one, so we... Really? Whatever we uh, did like about it, we both liked about it, most likely. I really enjoy the Bumi, Kaya, and Tenzin dynamic. Because, you know, they went on that vacation, and so they were dealing with a lot of their family issues. Absolutely love that. Um, 
And I think there was something to do with Korra that I'm not remembering exactly, but mostly I think I really love, again, the airbending kids family dynamic. Not the airbending kids, because when I say airbending kids, usually I'm referencing Jodora. <laughs> Why don't you just lump them all into one group, Chris? Yeah. Awesome. Kayabumi dynamic. Thanks, kids. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't remember hey, at all. Guitarist kids, jeez. Re- <laughs> uh, I don't really remember at all what I like. The world dislike. also, Charles. <laughs> She's just not Aang's wife. She is Katara, master waterbender. One of them is still alive. Just pointing out. Um, exactly. <laughs> I don't really remember what I liked or disliked about this one. Um. I do know I always struggle to rate the two-parters, at least the ones that aren't just like blatantly in your face completely perfectly awesome. I always struggle to like decide how to rate those. But hey, clearly I liked this one. Good job, Civil Wars. Rank number 23 tied. So tied again for 23. Book 1, Episode 7, The Aftermath. And again, 8.5875. That's a very specific number <laughs> to tie. It's incredible. They're both 8.5875. That's pretty wild. I love it. Love math. Um, We were were pretty close on this one. Not Civil Wars close, but we were pretty close. So this one was interesting because this is one where Korra starts suspecting um, uh, oh my gosh. I don't, sorry, sorry. What was that, Toby? But that's a uh, Naruto character. Um, Hiroshi, Hiroshi Sato, um, of being equalist. So, oh man, yeah, this was like almost like not dark, but stuff got realer. Um, I think it it didn't take horribly long in Decora with all of book one, and this certainly was one of those episodes where you just, I, I mentioned previously the episode three like it, it's kind of scary dark and you know maybe it's just this middle part of the arc where you're like oh man Korra is going to tackle kind of a uh, darker tone in general 22 book one episode four speak of the devil Ooh. a voice in the night we rated it 8.75 yeah I think I really love about this is that this brings Korra down a peg this is the one like she it starts off with her having like a nightmare about uh zaheer not zaheer about amon like taking her bending and uh it's just it gets really dark and then by the end of it like the whole episode she's dealing with this anxiety of having to deal with amon and by the end of it she does have to deal with him and like she he could have took her bending away and he doesn't and like Tintin finds her, and he's like, "Did did he touch you? Did he? Did he?" And she's like, "No." Like, and then she starts crying in his arms. Oh, really great character stuff there. Uh, again, part of a what I would consider, yeah, a pretty dark arc. Number twenty-one, book one, episode ten. Really hitting book one pretty hard here. Turning the tides, rated at eight point seven seven five. Uh, it must have been really. Oh, this was, oh, this was like to me. This was the episode that was like very Dark Knightish. Like, there's a scene in Dark Knight where uh, the Joker sends like a card of pretty much detailing who he's gonna kill, and and it's like the judge is on there, and then like two cops go to the judge and they give her an envelope. They say, "Hey, just get." Here's the envelope. Get in the car. I'll tell you where to go. She opens. She gets in the car. She opens the envelope. It says "up." And the car blows up. Like there's a scene in this episode where like these two guys go to a council person and just take them out. It had got that kind of that same feeling to me. Um, there was some really other stuff like there's Tenzin doing some airbending, battling and stuff around the mech suits. Um, really great episode. I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember you making the analogy previously. That's dead. Good episode. Rank number 20, 
book two, episode number 10, A New Spiritual Age, 8.7875. So this is the one where Cora goes into the spirit world and she gets lost. And this is like when we see Iroh for the first time. That probably, that probably <laughs> propped up the weights a little bit. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um, and, at, and I left the last episode with this quote. Oh man, I, okay. There's two quotes in this in this episode that I love and I think about often, like on at least a weekly basis. Um, I don't give Corey the quote of like. You know, because Cora's trying to solve her own problems. She's stuck. She's trying to find Janora. And Iroh tells her, like, sometimes the best way for us to solve our own problems is to help someone solve theirs. Like, that's a great quote. And then he does the quote of, like, if you look for the light in the dark, you often find it. But if you look for the dark, that is all you'll ever see. Also, great quote. Like, just great freaking quotes <laughs> in this one singular episode. I don't remember much about this episode, um, even around like meeting Iroh and stuff. It's probably that like anti book two bias playing up in my head, but I'm sure there again, if we met Iroh and we got to see the spirit world, I'm usually pro spirit world. I can understand why I propped it, propped it up nicely. Why it landed here. Chris, we're officially in the top 20 also for whatever that's worth. Number 18, spoiler alert, another tie. Book four, episode yeah, four, The Calling. I think this might be the last tie up until, nope, not going to spoil it. Uh, the Calling. We rated The Calling 8.81. Book four, episode four. I also Wait. don't remember it. Is this where she like first Ooh, starts approaching oh, the man. dignitaries from the other, from the other regions? So this is the one where Cora's training with off um and Cora like goes on, on a kind of a vision quest if you will and then this is also the b-plot is Airbnb kids looking for Cora and the thing I love most about this episode is when the Airbnb kids find Cora and like it's right after Cora kind of gets through some inner turmoil stuff she sees them, like just her seeing them, she cries and she wipes her eyes, like a tear of just joy and happiness to see them. We were ludicrously, we were ludicrously close on this one. There's a couple, this is probably tied with like as close as we get to each other's answers. I can see two with 0.025 difference in our Mm. responses. There could be more, but I bet, I bet anything less is a tie. Um, there again, I don't remember a whole lot in this episode, but clearly I enjoyed it for similar reasons as you did. The calling. This one's not ringing any bells for me at all. Well, the calling isn't a good title to the episode. I uh, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. You know what? I should have. I'm, I mean, I'm out of screens. Were... I'm literally using because I have like five windows open and I'm using them all. I needed a fifth screen so I could have like the wikia open or something like that because I don't remember much about this one. But clearly I enjoyed it. We're still in. I would say we're still in what I'm going to consider mediocre territory until rank number. What? This is 8.8? I mean, it's above average, but like in, in the middle of that bell curve up until episode, sorry, up until rank 12 is where it looks like then there's a, there's a break. Okay. Episode 12. Anyway, remind me to get back to that point when we get there. Cause right now we're just at episode, uh, sorry, rank 18 part two. There was a tie. Book one, episode eight, when extremes meet, eight point eight one two five. When extremes meet, <laughs> I can't like think exactly. I gotta pull up the wiki uh, on yeah, my I, phone. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm <laughs> lost every episode we're talking about here. It's, um, see, okay, so the basis core face is a counselor. To, oh crap! Okay, right when I saw that, this is when Cora fights Tarlock. And you find okay. out he's a bloodbender. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah really... that makes sense. Nice. Um, Episodes. Still got to pull it up. Listen, as soon as you bring another bloodbender into the mix, like, obviously, yeah. like, things ramped up. Things got exciting. That's very exciting stuff. So, easy to see. 
17, book 1, episode 6, and the winner is rated at 8.85. Yeah, so this was like the championship to the pro mini game. Gross. And, um... I, I cared really less shows... about that and more about the 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 aftermath of the championship. Yeah, um, this is where Amon. <laughs> oh crap! This episode's so good. Uh, so Amon takes the bending of that one guy, um, and then of, of the Tano. Tano's his name. Of the wolf bats. Um, and then Cora and Lynn fights him. And there's so many like acrobats going on. So much great animation. Such great fighting. It's uh, cool to really, have it, it in the was... arena too. Like the arena itself yes. and having the yeah. the the crap go down in there is kind of its own spectacle that I like. Yeah. Take that pro bending arena. <laughs> Put on better events. Ranked number sixteen, book three, episode eight. The Terror Within. The Terror Within. 8.9. I'm surprised it's honestly this <laughs> this well. The Terror Within. I wonder how far we are off on this, Sean. The Terror Within, we are pretty close, Chris. You gave it a... Ah, really? Okay. I wonder why. Okay, so The Terror Within is like... Uh, you gave it a 9, that... I gave it an 8.8, so I didn't drag it down very much. Okay, all right. And now it sounds good. The at the Isle of Visual, the fight scenes in this was freaking spectacular, right? Like the Red Lotus breaks into Zalfu, kidnap Korra. Like the stakes are freaking hot. Like they're about to kidnap Korra. And there's a whole fight between the Metal Clan and the Red I Lotus. If there's one thing that hurts, and I say that relatively because we're in the high end of episodes here. Is that uh, you have to go through like the whole investigation scene with Iway, which isn't amazing. I at least I didn't care for it a, much, a ton, but mm. nitpicking pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, uh, otherwise, I could see how this that one could be way higher. Rank number fifteen. I think that's episode. I think that's episode that just boom. It just takes. That's that's probably three. binge part there. Like it, that's one of those. Probably that one where once I watched that, every episode we reviewed after that, I rewatched that episode through the end of the season. Yeah. Um, it's probably that episode or the one right after. Uh, book three, episode one is our 15th choice. Book three, episode one. It's a breath of fresh Ooh. air. Gave it an 8.9. 8.9 so much good stuff here. Specific. Like, where do I start with this episode? Like, finally, we have, finally we have an introduction episode that's good. No, uh, yeah, they're like, all fine. But this one, this one so did get, more for us. Clearly, uh, really love how they position Cora in this episode. Like she goes and finds that guy who's like, it's not. To me, it emotes a person going to calm a person down who is somewhat suicidal. It just reminded me of, of gave me that kind of feeling without having that be the situation. Um, Cora just being able to talk to him and everything, stuff with Tenzin, talking to his kids about ushering this new era of airbenders, these new airbenders. Uh, and then, of course, it ends with Zaheer breaking out of prison. Like, awesome first episode. Really great first episode. Um, the most interesting one we've had so far. That's for sure. Chris. Is leaving. All right. Uh, rank number 14. <laughs> Book one, episode nine. Out of the past. We gave it an 8.96. Out of the past. What? Uh, hey, someone took my tissues down here. What was, what was the episode number again? Book one, episode nine. Out of the past. Cora tries to meditate on the visions of Aang's life that have been plaguing her. Uh, meanwhile, after hearing that Tarlock and Cora, hearing from Tarlock that Cora had been captured by Equalus, Tenzin, Lin Beifong, and Team Avatar set out to find her, leading to the discovery of an underground Equalus base where several police officers were held captive. Uh, yeah, the thing I really love about this was, yeah, we got to see Team Avatar as adults. That was really 
cool and great to see. Um, we also pretty action packed here. I feel like. Yeah. I forgot what um, I loved about the episode, but yeah. And Chris, not this one, or this is sort of the last of what I'm going to say is that middle, the middle, the middle chunk. This is the last of the middle chunk is what I'm going to describe it. It's our 13th pick. It's book one, episode 11. It's called Skeletons in the Closet. In the I... clo- Dang it. Hey, R. Kelly. <laughs> he is a horrible right. person, I think. Yeah. Every now and then I catch myself singing an R. Kelly song, and I immediately stop. Like, there's some people who deserve to be absolutely canceled. Canceled to the point where you can't even, like, listen to their stuff or even recite it, and R. Kelly is one of those people. I don't I don't know where my was, line is, but I, I, I agree that oh, R. Kelly has passed it. I don't yeah, know where my cancel yeah. line is, but that's too strong. That's too I mean, strong. That's yeah. too strong. Yeah, you have um, different lines. Anyway, I was about to sing Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> ridiculous no I don't want to bring it uh, <laughs> uh, Skeptics of the Closet we learn about Amon and his past like freaking sad story I think that's what really pushed him over the uh, over the hill or the edge whatever my favorite part that I'm reading here I'm reading it off the wiki is General Iroh, Bolin, and Asami set out to destroy an entire airfield. I was like, oh yeah, that was a pretty big deal, wasn't it? <laughs> that was very exciting. Um, yeah. uh, another thing about this episode is it had really great action in it. Like, Korra was like facing airplanes. It was freaking ridiculous. We also find out that Tarlock reveals that Amon is his brother, Noah Tak, in this episode. Big episode on both yeah. both plots. Both plots. Chris, into what I'm going to refer to as like the upper the upper echelon. Rank number Ooh. 12 is book 2, episode 14. A Light in the Dark. We gave it a 9.15. Interesting. This is the season finale. I wonder if this is the, like the worst rated season finale of all the books. Uh, Probably. I mean, spoiler alert, I could I can tell you. No, no. I mean, yeah, sure. No. Tell me yes or no. Tell you yes or no? Yes. Yes, it is the worst finale rate okay. ratings. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I love a lot of stuff about this. I think Cora uh, being able to bend the energy within herself is freaking amazing. Um the worst finale is and, not uh, a bad place to be. Yeah, yeah. Nine point one five, like that's a great episode. Um, and again, I think you know, just that whole thing of finding the light in the dark, like that that was a huge part of the story. Like she wouldn't kill Unavatsu because she needed to find the light. She needed to find Rava. Um Yeah, love that episode. Great, great finale on the end, even of a season that maybe I don't enjoy so much. I still like how it wraps up in very exciting fashion. Number 10. Does that mean we got a tie? Yeah, we got a tie. So 10, part one. Kubira's Gambit. Chris, this Mm. was, okay, not a huge disparity, but it was me pulling it down a little bit. We gave it a 9.25. Not a massive disparity, but some. The massive disparities are are forthcoming. Man, you know what's funny? Like, I feel like the last three episodes of Korra is just all one episode. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, it's Kuvir's Gambit. She attacks with the big... Uh, well, didn't, big we, didn't we just talk about that last losses. week where Korra just feels more modern in the sense that it feels yeah. kind of more binge-worthy? Like, it feels yeah. more like you're supposed to sit it and watch it in one... One sitting. But these last three episodes are harder to separate for me. They are. Because... Oh, wait, what happened? Oh, wait. The thing I did love about this episode, though, it does, is a good, like, separation point between this and this episode, is that it ends with Kuvira shooting at, uh, at Batar Jr. and all of them. Like, yeah, that's oh, why it's called yeah. Gambit. That's messed up. Yeah. Um, great episode. Great, 
painful to watch, but in the good way episode. What a sense of drama and tension that it builds up. Number 10, part two, because there was a tie, is book three, episode 10, Long Live the Queen. Give it a 9.25. It's one of the darkest moments in the show. So here, so cool, man. The best, I think, villain monologue. Two of the best murders. Two of the best murders in television happen in book three of Korra. The best murders, yeah. Chris. <laughs> like, he tells the queen, like, freedom. It's like air. And, like, and without it, I forget exactly what it says. You'll Just die. Go he says, watch it. Just only... go watch oh, it. I think he says there's. He doesn't say you'll die, but he says there's only darkness. Because, like, they kept it. I like how when sometimes shows try to keep something PG 13 or PG and it still hits hard. He's like, there's only darkness. And you see the air. You see her gasping. You see her eyes bulged, turn red, and she's grasping for the air that Sahir is taking out of her lungs. Like, holy crap. Yeah, that's... I feel like you think about water bending, like the evil version is blood bending, and the evil version of air bending is just, like, deflating somebody's lungs. Yeah. I mean, just the... Just the audacity for this episode to be titled Long Live the Queen. That's a great... This is one of the titles that we've come across that now, like, in hindsight, this is me developing this opinion right now. Like, I probably liked it back then, but it's so nice to have one where I instantly see the title and I know what happened. Because that hasn't happened a lot today. Great, great (laughs) episode. Tremendous episode. Chris, we must have another tie because we jumped to rank number eight. Book two, episodes seven and eight. Chris, this is oh man, this is our largest differential. It must be Sean because I know I gave this all tens. You did in fact give this. You did. You gave it tens. Okay. (laughs) I did not. Uh, Let's Ah, come on, man. Like eight point five. Eight point five five. Okay. Listen, this episode takes a lot of time to tell a good story. It takes uh, twice I... as much time as an average episode to tell a good story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh man. This is one of the it's one of the absolute most beautiful best stories of Avatar has ever told. No. no. It's a good story. Like, There's a lot of good stories in Avatar. There's a reason why when my daughter watches Avatar <laughs> She starts. She starts with beginnings, finishes. But I love like, that she's got her own like Star Wars, Clone Wars canon that she has to watch through out of order. It's fantastic. Yeah, she. I thought she doesn't watch any of the first half of book two. She usually watches, yeah, beginnings, and then she goes from there, and then. Restarts, I guess, with book one. I just she hasn't watched she hasn't watched Cora though in probably a year or so though, so she's probably somewhat over it. it I mean, she, she's going through phases of things. But. You also tend to uh, tend to enjoy and or appreciate those like divergences from whatever the current story path is more than I do, um, like. It's not that I wouldn't change my ratings at all, but I don't think I'd lift them a whole lot. Like I just, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Well, it, but it does do it for me. It's still a good story. Uh, it just, it's just that it's like it's animated differently, so it's kind of interesting, and you get to know some more. Just, animation. I just, I, this man, the end, the end there, when Rava says, "We will be together for all your lifetimes, and we will never give up." I get goosebumps every time. I see that it never fails. That's cool. Right, I watch I'm it back. and I enjoy it, and I'm like that's nice. <laughs> Whatever. Screw you, Sean. Like, What's number eight? What's the, the other end, number at eight? At the end of that fifty minutes of episode, where it got twice as much time to tell its story, that was a complete divergence from what was going on in the rest of the season. That's a good I can't story. Believe this is number eight. Tied for number eight. Well, it could be number nine, Chris. I could have been meaner. Book four, episode two, Cora Alone. Ooh, okay, yeah. Cora Alone's great. Not as good as the beginnings, but 
so good. You would you would say it's not as good as Beginnings. I would say it's better than Beginnings, technically speaking, because I did say that at one point in time, whether indirectly or otherwise. Um, depressing, man. I'm surprised I put this one high because it's depressing. <laughs> I'm very surprised okay. that I put this one up here. This is, but... probably, yeah, this is probably the most depressing episode. Uh, I love it. Square by herself, trying everything she can to feel whole again. Probably just because um, it's a side of Korra and Avatar that you hadn't seen at all, really, prior to this episode. Like this one, that just it hits different. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know. Some, pretty something caught me about it. Something caught me about it. Chris, number seven. I think this is another... Nope, this isn't a big disparity. Okay. The Ultimatum, book three, episode 11. Number seven. We rated it at 9.325. I'm going to give you Ultimatum. You're going to take half the tomato. I'm going to take all of it. Or it's not like, I forget what Troy said. When he was given Abed an Ultimatum. <laughs> he he I... thought it meant Ultimato. I do not remember it at all, but I gotta go back <laughs> to me. I think the pillow and forts, uh, pillow and oh yeah, when they do like the whole Civil War reenactment thing, yeah, uh, with the episode. That's a good episode, especially for a later season episode. That's a good one. That might even be season yeah. six, but it's five or six. Mm, no, it's not season six because Troy. Five? It's like season five. Season five, definitely. Okay. Anyway, the ultimatum in Korra as opposed to the ultimato in Community. Wait, season, no, I think it might be season four. From the, the gas lake here? Yeah, I mean, even that makes it more interesting. That, yeah, yeah, it does. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Now I gotta go through and look. Let me, let me switch to Netflix and see. Guess, guess we gotta watch them all now. Um, ultimatum. Um, book three, episode play, eleven, the ultimatum of Korra is is a is a great episode. It's very intense. Is how I describe it. Why is it so hot? <laughs> Why is it must that? be something in it that Chris, we were very we're close in the desert. We you you gave it a nine point five. I gave it a nine point one five. So we weren't terribly far off. I'm a, maybe we were in a good mood that day. You know what I mean? Uh, so the Earth Kingdom, Boxing Tank is in shambles. Uh, they gotta find Korra. No, I literally think it's Wait, just no, because Korra's of the, the sort of Korra's not in the desert. Korra, there's something else that happens at the end. I think of the it's just because like the tense oh, magnitude. No, yeah. The thing I loved about it is that this is the episode where Korra gives herself up. Oh, holy crap! Okay, I am missing out. Now I'm, I'm looking at things. You're, this you're with past Chris now. This episode where they find Cora, well, Cora they all reunite at the Missy Palms Oasis. Um, Cora talks to Iroh again, so you know, that's all great. Um, so Zaheer, because it's called Ultimatum, gives her, gives her the ultimatum of give yourself up or I'm going to kill all these airbenders. And like, she has to deal with like, what should I do? And she ends up deciding to give herself up, and uh, and that was like really it showed Cora so so heroic, so selfless. That's what I loved about it. But the episode ends with with the fight of like Tenzin versus Zaheer. Um, Kaya versus Mingwa. Where Tenzin busts uh, oh, in yeah. and blows everything up for a second. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And then it ends with, like, you're not sure or, yeah, if Tenzin lives or survives. So, yeah, really great episode. Um, stellar episode. Chris, this is uh, one of our other highest disparities ever. It is book two, episode 13, Darkness Falls. Gave it a 9.375. Chris, this is another place where... Spoiler alert, Chris. Every episode from here on out, you gave the same rating. So this well, is... Don't spoil it, Sean. We're only on six. Well, I won't tell them what you gave it. You gave them all the same rating. But 
what it means is that we do need to break it down. Like I need to force your hand to make your rankings and say, all right, Chris, which, which of these that you've mm-hmm. rated the same is the best. So that's why we got to break these out somehow. But anyway, Darkness Falls. Darkness Falls is like almost like a sequel to Beginnings. Because this is an episode that Unalak breaks the chain, breaks the Avatar chain. And that stuff was just so sad. And also there's some great fighting between Korra and Unalak in this episode. Some of that I probably rated low just because I didn't like it. Like, I don't like that development of the story. I like my avatars connected, damn it. Like, I know that's important to Korra over the seasons, but listen, I like the past it's so, lives. It's so important. All right. It, it, I miss the past lives, Chris. I think they, I respect the decision so much. Like, you're like, hey, you know this thing that defines the avatar? Yeah, let's cut that link. And let's see how I can respect it and still not like it. Um, also the, this one of those where the, where like some of the, listen, I still rated it very well, but this is one of those episodes where the plot of season two just probably felt a little overbaked to me or one of those episodes is like, I really wish they would have done this slightly differently, but again, I still rate it really high and it's a good episode. It's the number six episode in all of the legend of Korra. That's a good place to be. It also has Tenzin dealing with his own uh, reflection of himself. That's fair. And how he sees himself. Character development right up Chris's alley. Number five. Book one, episode 12. Endgame. The finale. 9.825, which means that one of us gave it one number and the other one of us gave it a slightly lower number. (laughs) Slightly I don't. I'd like to. I would like to go uh, yeah. back and look like which category did I did I dock it in because it could have just been like one category. But man, just a great finale to. You know, it's interesting because we didn't know we were getting more Korra. Like, this was such a self-contained. Like oh, also okay. One thing I am, I was pissed off in Nickelodeon Facebook page because they showed the last when this came out. They showed the last image of all the avatars. Like. Oh. Like, Come on, Nick. Like, it's like, You're... watch the latest, watch the season finale, The Legend of Korra. Why do I even watch it? Like, now you just showed me. Um, no, there's a very... Now, now I'm looking at, now I'm looking at the picture of Kyoshi there. Just miss Kyoshi. I just, I just re-listened to, uh, the Rise of Kyoshi. So freaking good. Man, so good. I just want to point out how small our differential was here, and that I will stand by my decision to to hoard my large numbers slightly more cautiously. But it's a great finale. Uh, and I loved at the time, because I watched it after the fact, but I loved, yeah. so I was able to watch, you know, to binge farther, but I loved at the time how it, like, wrapped up a storyline so nicely that then I did feel like it was over. Like, un- unlike Avatar Seasons, it was such a good, strong cut. You felt like it was on to the next stage. That's a cool feeling. Great episode. Oh, we didn't talk about the freaking murder-suicide of Amon and... Yeah! Like, holy crap, that's such a sad... That's only the third story. best murder in this in this uh, universe, Chris. Only yeah. the third best murder. Hmm, <laughs> that would be an interesting video to make. The best top, top five murders. Avatar. Okay, but top, do you count murder-suicide, like... Are you only counting the murder, well, or are you letting also, the suicide be the spice? I wouldn't say murder, because too, too many people overuse the word murder. Uh, In, like, a premeditated way, kind of? Yeah, like, the murder is, like, yeah, it's, like, more... Top like five manslaughters just and, doesn't and also, have the same YouTube ring to it, Chris. when I think of murder as in the sense of, like, a story, like... Only innocent people are murdered. Villains aren't murdered. If that makes sense. It does, but I think like, the Queen I think the Earth Queen would beg to differ. <laughs> I think I think the Earth Queen was murdered. Uh, we'll we'll find a way to word it, but like listen, top five murders yeah. just like in, in a YouTube title, that's got a nice ring to it. That is true. Yeah, we'll 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 that's a good episode though. Let's talk about murders later. Um, okay. Uh. <laughs> Chris, uh, it's 
it's basically impossible not to have spoilers to some degree at this point. Um, that's, that's the only way I can put it. We got a four-way tie. We went from five to one. <laughs> if, if, you, if you do math... <laughs> Okay, no, we have to. I wish I'd done this. We have to. We have to pick one. We right, at the at the end of this discussion, we we will yes. try to pick one or try to order the top four. We think. Okay. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah. Let's talk okay. through them first. Let's talk through them first. Yes. Yes. Okay. Book four, episode thirteen, the last stand. Ooh, man. Ten out of ten. Oh crap! That's a uh, great finale. That's a tremendous finale. Very gratifying, uh, very hopeful. Kind of lots of variables, right? Like, it just... At the end of Avatar The Last Airbender, you kind of knew the state of the world. At the end of this, you don't really even know, like, the current state of the world. It doesn't feel like, like, what the hell comes after that? So, it's a great finale. So, I did a video essay on, you know, my one legendary moment was from this episode where Korra saves Kuvira. And, like, that is the that caps off Korra's character arc like she saves Kuvira it's a beautiful animation beautiful music beautiful everything she creates a whole new spirit world then we're talking about finale how Korra and Asami walks off into the, the spirit portal which um, that like I said that by itself is such a fun and it's not like they're walking off into the sunset yeah. like they're just gonna go walk into the spirit portal you know what I mean yeah, yeah that's great great episode Great, great Chris, rank number one. Also, book four, episode twelve, <laughs> Day of the Colossus. In my mind, you could. I, okay, we can all. I can already put the last stand above Day of Colossus. Above, above this one, and in my mind, it's not that they go together perfectly, but like if you if you decided to do a two part finale and put those together and tell me that was one episode, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Day of the Class is, uh, is a great penultimate episode. I would agree yeah. right out of the gate that it is not as good as, uh, yeah, as great, the yeah. finale. Yeah, great action. Uh, the thing that I think puts this episode is that over the top is that uh, Hiroshi Sato sacrifices himself. Yeah. That was that was huge. The the way that it builds up to the climax is is perfection it's fantastic um redemption action more murder suicide murder combo thing but the same person i don't know how to describe that when you kamikaze yourself you're suicide but the other person still killed you i don't know whatever we'll we'll talk about it in a different episode but we, we gave it a 10 out of 10 by the way chris book three episode 13 as you might expect, because it is a given, is the venom of the red lotus, ah, and we gave. Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be tough. Uh, holy crap! The animation in this. I talk about the camera's angle in this often. There's a scene where Chorus chasing Zaheer, and the camera is like, yeah, and there's no camera. <laughs> like it's all <laughs> freaking animation, and it pans right on her. And it goes like around her and stuff, and then it ends with her being it, oh crap! It ends with her being paralyzed, and then not paralyzed, um, but uh, she couldn't yep. walk. Yeah, once yeah. they paralyzed, yeah, she couldn't walk. She used uh-huh. her arms and stuff. Um, like, and it leaves you on this note of happiness, but also sorrow. I've never been so conflicted. Inside watching, I remember watching this episode on my phone, on my recliner, like when my daughter was probably like, like two, three or one or something. And I remember just sitting there crying, <laughs> watching it. It's such a weird. I, I've never just watched something on my phone and just like cry <laughs> sitting there. Uh, great episode. Really great. I think, and and I can't stress enough. We are we're splitting hairs. Can't say that enough. Chris, I think this is a hair, a hair below the last stand for me. Mm, I think it's between. Okay. I think this is between the last stand and Day of the Colossus. Where, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? So we got one left. Keep that in mind. Right. 
Mm, man. I know you're going through like emotional turmoil right now. See, I like the happy ending. I still get the unknown of the spirit world and the world's in a crazy place and all that, but like I like the completionist Korra's arc and I like the happy ending. It's just my style. Uh, but that's the difference to me. Um, yeah, I'm, going, I'm going a slight edge to Venom of the Red Lotus. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to paper, scissors, rock at the top or whatever. But let's get to the, the final choice and maybe that'll just make our decisions for us. Uh, okay. Chris, you probably know what it is. Throw it out there. Go ahead. You know you want to. Uh, Luke 3, episode 12, Enter the Void. It's interesting that these two episodes, it's, it's the finale and it's the finale. Uh, no, I can't say that word. I can Chris, never say that word. That's what I like best about this one, and I think that's why I'm going to argue that this one is the best. It's because it's not a finale. It doesn't have that going for it. This is like, this is an episode, you know, like, it, <laughs> you know, I, I can't describe, but it's an amazing episode, but then you get to know that there's more to come. And it doesn't have the benefit of getting to put all of its cards on the table. And yet it does an amazing It is the most memorable episode in all of Korra, I would argue. Really? Okay. I think so. Oh, man. Most memorable. Like, when I think of, like, you asked me top Korra moments or whatever, it's like two of my top Korra moments are in this episode. So, the thing I love about this episode, this one of Korra... Tells them, like, she's going to sacrifice herself. And then, like, her dad gives her a hug. Being like, people will talk about this forever. Like, it's one of those really proud moments. Like, as a dad to his daughter, like, oh, crap, I can miss that so much. Uh, and then uh, and then the fight's really good. And, and uh, oh, crap, the fight's so amazing. I should not think about it. Because yeah, it is chained. Yeah, uh, fighting Zaheer, and her dad comes in, they tag team him, that's really good. And then, of course, it ends with uh, quite the bang. But I'm definitely going uh, Venom of the Red Lotus over it. Red Bull's great. But... Really? Okay. So you're yeah. at Red Lotus, then what, last stand or this? Um, I'm at, I'm at Venom of the Red Lotus, and very, very close is, uh, the last, wait, um, the last stand, very close, and then Enter the Void, then Day of Colossus. So, so really, we have, like, me, a very bad three-way tie, then, because I would be at Enter the Void... <laughs> The Last Stand, and then Venom of the Red Lotus, which means that our like the averages play out so that it is an exact tie. <laughs> okay, Chris, hear me out. You have to let's let's we let's debate. Let's debate some other time because I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna like toss you this like let's take the softball angle of the question and then we'll have the full debate some other time. Let's take the softball version, which is Chris, you have 20 minutes to get somebody to watch the Legend of Korra series. But that's a different question. That's a whole different question. Let's talk about this unrelated. Let's talk about this entirely unrelated thing. He looked like Hitler. Okay, fine. Somebody says, Chris, I've never watched any of Korra. What's the best episode of Korra? Okay, that's a better question. Okay. <laughs> so, I would say. Venom of the Red Lotus. The thing is, on Netflix Twitter, they actually asked this question, and I'm pretty sure I said the Venom of the Red Lotus, but also that Long Live the Queen was a good one, too. Wait, no. I, I definitely said Venom of the Red Lotus, and then Netflix responded back, or whoever responded back, Venom of the Red... No, I'm sorry. Long Live the Queen. So I am consistent in my answer of Venom okay. of the Red Lotus. Uh, man, I would I would tell somebody to be like, watch Enter the Void, man. You get everything in Enter the Void, and I love it. Uh, that's a great debate, though. Let's tee that one up for another episode, another time. That'll be great. Okay. Chris, we just ranked, to some degree, every episode of the Legend of Korra series in our two-parter. Today was uh, 25 through 1. One was a four-way tie. If Chris had it his way, Chris... 
You're passing out tins like lollipops. You got seven tins up there, man. Come on, you're killing me. You can't give out seven perfect <laughs> tins. That's. I, I, well, so I'll tell you, there's nobody's gonna take of... you seriously. Um, no, I think uh, let's we'll break out our like our tops and bottoms uh, a little more detail in in future episodes. I think that'll be fun to to distinguish. In the meantime, thanks for hanging in there with us through through these two episodes. We hope you enjoyed. Next week we're gonna take a break. We're still just gonna we'll toss out something real small. But next week is uh, Thanksgiving, and we're both pretty busy, so we're just gonna record one more right after this. I'm not busy. Speak for yourself, sure. Sometimes I got no plans. I'm going I, nowhere. Do I have nothing. to drive across the state I'm, like two different ways and times. Across the state. Like, I gotta go to Spearville, Kansas, and then I gotta go to Manhattan, and then I gotta go to Wichita, and then I gotta come back home. So, like, I gotta make, like, the weirdest state of Kansas. Figure eight. I don't even love Wichita into Western Kansas. I just think of it as, like... Wichita is dead center, man. Wichita is center. But, yeah, I gotta do, like, a full... I guess it is. It's it's crazy. So, anyway, I'm busy. Chris, you're busy too. It's Thanksgiving. Just like spend time with your kids and don't don't do podcasts. Just just that's hang not, out with your children. Happening. That's that's every day. That's every because you're dad of the year because every day is Thanksgiving in your house. I like that. Probably not with all the food, but you know, um, yeah, no. So we'll we'll record something right after this and and, and throw it up there. But basically, next week's kind of a, a an off week. So that being said. Thanks for hanging in there with us. My name's Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. This has been Avatar The Last Podcasters, and if I can find my mouse, I'll close this out of here. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next time. Man, I didn't say anything about telling them to put their favorite episodes in the comments. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Right. Go, go. Put your favorite stuff in the comments, quick. Go do it before the twenty seconds ends. <laughs>